welcome to today's episode of Sundays Today. My name is Bola Dina. And I am Mac Audina. Good to be back. I know, I was going to say, I feel like it's been a while since, um, since we had you on, but maybe not that long. I don't know. You know, I may have been. Yeah, I mean, I, I know there was one time you went off and it was like you need to do it on your own because you need to like debrief or something. And then there was another time when you had, well, so I, I was part of it, but we actually didn't release that one because the recording was bad. Yeah. But um, we had somebody else come in. Um, Tammy came yeah. in. And her husband also came through. It was actually yeah. a pretty good episode. That was really that good. Mean? I feel like we need yeah. to um, release it on YouTube, which, by the way, I'm going the, the to. The recording, the, the sound is bad. It's going to be bad wherever. But I feel like the audi- our audience, and before I would say all 10 of them, but actually in looking at the statistics, we probably have a good 60-something people listening to each episode now, which to me, I think, is pretty impressive, if I may say so myself. <laughs> well, onward and upward then. Let's grow it. <laughs> Should I be embarrassed of that number, actually? 60 does not sound like a lot. I feel like, um, you know how you look at um, kids' Instagram profiles? Hmm. You think you're doing something with your 400 and they got like 2,000 friends. And you're like, you just joined Instagram two weeks ago. (laughs) How is this possible? (laughs) um, They're clearly using their allowance to buy Oh, you think they're buying followers. friends? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm because joking. I'd be looking at them like, how? Who are these people? How do you know them? And and they be engaged. Well, you know what? That goes well, to tell you, kids got time. Kids, I mean, kids got time. That's what it is, is. This is what they do, and uh, <laughs> this is what they do. So they're not as inhibited. Yeah, that's true. They're not as inhibited. They have more time, and. They haven't, which I guess speaks to the inhibition. They they haven't developed frenemy sort of um, epic status. <laughs> Let me say where you definitely not messing with, you know, other people like that. So what do you mean? I don't know what that no, means. Meaning like friends will fight. I mean, kids will fight today, tomorrow they're friends again. Whereas adults, once you get into a situation, it could take six months before it's. Um, <sighs> Rectified. Well, I mean, so I, I think if you're talking about that, then you're really talking about like your close friends, and I mean, your followers are probably not your close friends. You're probably not going to get into that state of frenemy. I'm not talking to you with people who are like two thousand people. So like the you know the people that you're probably going to get into some kind of spat with is not necessarily like th- those are probably your your five to ten people hmm. so I don't think that's it but what I do think it is is like I, like we said the inhibitions thing I think um, you know you get into a situation where you're like here's the role I play hmm. here's who I am to the world here's the image I'm portraying for everybody to see and so mm-hmm. this is this is who you know me as and now if I try to act in a way that's inconsistent with it then you're afraid of how people respond to it yeah that's a good point because I think after a while, we settle into the people we want to project or the personas we want to project to the right. world. And we become fearful of deviating from that too much, mm-hmm. lest we be judged yeah. for being fake, different, brand new. Now you think you're this 
etc. So yeah, right. that makes sense. That's a great point. Whereas children are free to explore all sorts of personalities, except maybe yeah. Let me not get well, into that. Well, I mean, especially but. nowadays, what you were going to say, black... I said black. black, black yeah, I was going to say black black, uh, black children. Black men especially. Yeah, um, yeah. And I don't know. I mean, I think that's changing. And also, I, it's also dependent on, um, you know, where you... You know, the environment you grew up in. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, a couple of things that's definitely true about... Um, and I think this, this is some of the redeemable parts of social media is that you do have people on Instagram of all kinds of backgrounds in the, in the black community who mm-hmm. are now stepping into social media and expressing themselves at the very least. And so that, you know, even though it's possible, I'm not, you know, in that, I'm not young anymore, so I don't know exactly what's acceptable, but... Like how you know, free they are. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Pretty, I'm pretty sure that, you know, everybody's to a certain extent wearing masks, but I think that at the very least, like things like TikTok, where people are allowing themselves to be silly, like... A lot of the different. I've seen a lot of um, a lot celebrities. Of different, not even celebrities, but like I don't remember exactly. Our kids watch these things where, you know, these guys are just being creative. You know what I mean? Like just being silly but creative. I don't. You probably haven't seen it, but um, you know, it's a black dude, and I don't know exactly what his. Um, I wish I knew the name because it's not gonna um, resonate with anybody. But it's just my feeling is that. Being on social media allows you to see and potentially put out various different images of black men and and be able to be that. Yeah. Yeah. No, sounds good. So I think this um, dovetails well into today's topic. Okay. Are you asking how? I guess that's what I'm okay. That's how? <laughs> how, Sway? <laughs> how? Well, the reason I'm saying is because you seem surprised that um, that it does. You don't. So today's topic is: Can you teach an old dog new tricks? Oh. And what that means is, um, as you become an adult, adult, um, can you evolve? Can you pick up new personalities, new personas? Can you do an about face and become someone different from who you believed believed or thought yourself to be? Can you completely flip the script and um, be different? So I, I think I think that pretty much yeah, I, dovetails well. No, I agree. That's okay. true. So the reason I'm asking that is because obviously, I think by now the audience is aware that I am going through some sort of transformation. Mm -hmm. And when it started, and I'll take it back to last year, um, it felt like something I was on by myself. Well, not fully. I mean, there were other people in the world that I was connecting to that were also transforming in one way or the other. But I would say within my immediate circle, um, I didn't have too many people who um, was going on that journey with me. Um, but I feel like now, um, a year later, it seems as if very different types of people are going through different types of journey that seems to signal to me that people are wanting to recreate or rethink the next half of their lives. Because most of us are also on the brink of turning 40 if we haven't turned 40 already. So I think there's a lot of reassessing taking place. What I believed, who I thought I was, where I thought I would be, 
what I thought my passions were, the people I wanted to surround myself with, et cetera, and asking the question as to whether or not this is truly who I want to be, and if not, what's stopping me from pivoting to something else. Right. So, so that's been interesting, and I, I'm, I'm curious as to how that resonates with you, and if you, in any form or the other, are experiencing a similar transformation in where. Right. I mean, there's a lot of places I can start with with that. I mean, if we were to start first with your transformation, I remember um, when you were going through it. I mean, we've discussed this multiple times. I felt like, man, Bolo's going through a midlife crisis or something like that. And, um, I, and you know, I'm the one who shouldn't be going through the midlife crisis. Why I did you say, why? Why? why should you be? Oh, because you, you turned 40. Okay, yeah. gotcha. I mean, mm-hmm. you're in your two years from that. But, um, you know, obviously people come in at different times. But I think... Um, you know, there are, there are various different reasons why people decide to live a more authentic life. Um, you know, and I think everyone arrives at that conclusion at their own pace. And even if they do, it's still a journey, you know, to be more and more authentic. But I think for you, you've always been a person, I think, I mean, and I think this is actually pretty true of 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 women more than men um, for the same reasons that we were talking about like you know where we have been given a certain set of um, prescribed and acceptable behaviors and so you've always been someone who is more comfortable pushing and not necessarily caring about how it comes across than I was but again like different people come to it at different times some people will come to it because something happened in their lives that they definitely don't want to have happened again, so they're running away from that. Other people have a strong desire. Um, for me, watching you, because I think for a very long time you've been, you know, like a real strong um, supporter of mine, uh, you know, that just basically like had my back, believed in me more than I believed in myself. And so like, you've been trying to push me, but my fear has had, you know, stood in my way. But I think when you ultimately decide, you know what, I'm just gonna live my life, and I was like, oh my god, you know, I I need to keep up before, um, you know, Bolo leaves me behind, and she's like, you know what, I can't, you know, I you know, I can't be with you anymore. I'm a different person. So I think that was uh, enough of a impetus for me to be like, you know what, I need to freaking <laughs> figure out how to do it. And it was it was it was and remains a journey, but. Um, you know, I think I'm definitely now going through a transformation, like something happened recently that I feel like was very, very impactful in terms of um, how I see myself and how I'm able to deal with some of the struggles that I've had in the past. But anyways, um, long story long. Um, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, this is good. I actually wanted to jump in, if I may, before you completely spill everything in your mind or on your mind. Um, So it's interesting because you said you did not feel the impetus to really start down this path of transformation until you felt like there was a possibility that um, I could possibly outgrow our relationship and the need for us to be together. Right. I wonder if a lot of people feel that way. I just think because a lot of times people say you know, 
don't change for other people. And I wouldn't say you're changing per se. Maybe what you're doing is expanding your perspective and your world. So maybe you don't see it as changing. But, you know, people say when you change for other people, it doesn't last or it doesn't last or stick as much as if you were to change for yourself. So I just thought it was interesting that you felt the impetus to really think about how to potentially evolve um, because you wanted to, for the lack of a better um, phrase, I guess, keep up. So very good question. And so I think that there is a difference between changing because you want to keep up and because you or, okay, so let me see. Amber. There's a difference between um, changing for someone and changing because something happened and it's it's caused by someone. Mm. If that makes any sense. So I think so, but explain. All right. So if I'm changing, like, and I think that's a difference too. Like, part of what um, I felt like was happening before, and I don't know if I felt it, but maybe that's what it was. Like part of what was happening potentially is that when you were trying to get me to see, you were, it felt like you were pushing me to be something and that, that I probably didn't feel like I was. Mm-hmm. So um, an example was at the time I was listening to um, a, a summary of this book, A New Earth, right? Mm-hmm. That was really um, what started the process for me. Mm-hmm. It was a, It's a book by Eckhart Tolle. Mm-hmm. Um, and it talks about, and we've talked about it Which on this. Which I finished reading. You did? Yeah. You you loved it, right? We should it talk about it. It brings you peace. It brings you peace. Are you at mm-hmm. peace right now? You do have a certain calming energy and aura about you that I've noticed more recently. Mm-hmm. Um, do you notice the same about me? <laughs> Feels like I'm fishing for... Um, <laughs> I don't even know if it's compliments, but I'm asking because I actually feel more at peace. That's what I'm saying. So I feel very, I wake up every morning and I'm at peace Mm -hmm. as opposed to where I was before, which was anxiety ridden, unsure of myself, um, fearful of the future Mm -hmm. and doubtful that anything great is going to come of my life, Mm -hmm. which is a very negative and difficult space to Mm -hmm. be in. But I think a lot of people occupy that space but I wake up now feeling self-assured passionate about the things that I'm working on excited about the day Mm -hmm. every day and in control I feel in control of what's to come Mm -hmm. and that whatever it is that I want my life to be I can manifest it through my actions Right. So that brings me a really great sense of peace. Right. Right. Yeah. And um, I, so to answer the question, do I, I don't know that I would say calm, but I can definitely say happy. Hmm. Um, you know, and I don't know if I want to also say content because, uh, you know, um, but in or satisfied because, it, you know, it just connotes just feeling like you're where you want to be mm-hmm. but um you know i, I guess at, at peace. Sense, that's peace yeah, yeah i guess so is you just your your pace is is very 
fast, though. I guess. Mine? <laughs> yes. As compared to mine, at the very least. So um, It doesn't feel fast, though. But, but I'm going to tell you what I've learned recently um, as we continue down this path of, or this topic of, can you teach, teach an old dog new tricks? Because I've picked up some new tricks recently from my coach. Um, which we can talk about. I recently um, got a life coach, um, which has been amazing in another point of transformation um, for me. Um, but go ahead. No, no, finish. So I was going to say, no, so the, I, I didn't want us to cut off from what we were discussing, which was the book mm-hmm. that you finished, Eckhart Tolle. But when I was going through this process last year when I first embarked on it, I remember wanting to share the lessons with you and you felt like it was a bunch of um, mysticism, spiritual mambo jumbo and not applicable to real life. Mm -hmm. And I remember making the decision then that you really cannot convince people of anything, nor should you. Um, number one, that's a very self-serving thing to do, mm-hmm. feeling like you need to convince someone to see things your way. Mm-hmm. Um, number two, it's just an exhausting process because once the person you're looking to convince is set in their ways and you're set in your way, um, that essentially means you see the world in very different ways. Mm-hmm. So it, it's a fruitless effort to try to bring someone else to your side of the world when they haven't they don't have the background they haven't grown up the way you have they don't have the history none of that so it's just not a realistic thing to think mm-hmm. you should embark on mm-hmm. but then i realized that you know if it brings me peace and i'm happy with it mm-hmm. um i don't need you to come over to this side of the fence because i realize that i can be 100 percent whole and happy with myself and anything that i get from you or some of the other relationships that I have, they're just icing on top, Mm -hmm. right? So I'm not needing you to make me whole. I don't need you to be on the journey with me because the journey is fascinating itself and it's fulfilling. Mm -hmm. Um, And I felt in control that I didn't feel like I needed someone to support me, which I felt like probably a good 99% of our relationship was me wanting you to provide some sort of support mm-hmm. for me because I had a lot of self-doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, but I felt like I stepped into my own and I was able to fully understand my power mm-hmm. um, and abilities last year. Mm-hmm. And I realized that I can do whatever I want mm-hmm. and just having you around to testify, to witness or to make me laugh was just good enough to begin to, to um, good enough for me. Yeah. I mean, and uh, so that's definitely true that you can, you can't, you can't teach, you can't force this on people. And in fact, he says that in the book that you know, if and I think it's important to to to, to say too for those of you who are probably listening, who are listening and thinking maybe I should go and get this book. Like, if you're not at the point where um, he said this, if if what I just if I, what you're reading right now doesn't make any sense to you, you're probably and it. it probably comes off as um, arrogant because it's his words and it's kind of like uh, oh yeah so if I don't get it it means it's mom like I, I'm not awakened but that's essentially what he said and I think you know um, right before I read that book I read um, Think and Grow Rich it was the second time I had read it and I remember reading it when I read it the first time I, I not having it have as much impact on me as it did before um, so I was like wow now I'm really at the point where I'm ready for that and um, so I think it's important that 
if you are reading the book um, and you are not necessarily feeling it at the moment, perhaps, you know, you need to and you want to. And I feel like if you do want to, you'll probably you'll probably get it Like if you're really trying to, to learn. I, I feel like you'll probably get it. But if but if you're not necessarily because I remember when you were going through it, I I was like, man, I have like all this stuff is like it's not really where you need to go. All these guys are sitting here talking some Oprah, you know, um, religious stuff, and I'm I'm not into it. And in fact, the the yeah, well, they haven't seen, heard this episode because then we didn't release it because I was just I mean just as recently as a couple weeks ago before I started reading the book, I was like I'm understand what you guys are talking about with this source thing, like you know mm-hmm. when T D Jakes and was talking about like you know you come from the source, and mm-hmm. so. You know, um, but I would say that, yeah, probably part, I definitely noticed what what was clear is in what I, I can sense too, is that I felt like you weren't needing me anymore. Hmm. Like, um, and that was sort of. Was that scary? Yeah, it was playing on my ego, definitely. Like, mm-hmm. it was kind of like, um. It was definitely one of those things where when I was feeling it, I kind of wanted to, um, you know, for lack of a, of a better term, because I need to say something quickly, is like lash out. Because mm-hmm. it was kind of like, um, you know, like I'm not feeling like I'm getting the attention. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I want I wanted the attention. And so like you're not needing me meant that I wasn't getting the attention. And that kind of made me feel even worse, like at times. Um and I'll be honest, it was very scary for me as well, because mm-hmm. I felt like, I felt like, could I possibly outgrow us as well, mm-hmm. right? To the point where I've evolved to a space where I'm so content with everything that I no longer um, feel the need to mm-hmm. have you around. Um, so that was pretty scary, but I think... I hadn't truly stepped into the space that I'm in right now, which is to understand that, you know, being at peace and being fully connected and trusting in the the ultimate script of your life to play out however it will Mm -hmm. does not mean that you can't connect with another human being, mm-hmm. right? It's I mean, We're so interconnected in this world. Mm-hmm. And actually, when you are at your best, you can appreciate the beauty in everyone. Yeah. Right? And, and be able to um, accept from them what they're willing to share with you mm-hmm. and be grateful for that. Yeah. I mean, and, and again, um, first was my guru. And now this mm-hmm. is my Bible, in essence. Mm-hmm. But um, what he says in the book is he, he talks about the difference between what people tend to feel like is um, so the idea of falling in love. And he describes it as basically an addiction to the other person because you feel like they are going to provide for you the want. Like, so, like, we might have to have a whole. Um, you know, episode in the book, but he talks about, um, he talks about, you know, the ego always needing. Mm-hmm. So it's always needing. And so it, it wants to want. And so it could never, like, as soon as it's, it has, it, it becomes dissatisfied. So mm-hmm. it wants to want like, so like when you 
have some want and some desire you're looking at that person you're like you start to play roles for each other like i'm gonna play this role so that um you know i can have you and you're gonna play this role so i can have me and that way whatever it is that i'm missing Mm -hmm. in my life you i'm hoping that you can you know satisfy and so you become addicted to that person and so it's not true love true love is doesn't have any wants it's like recognizing the beauty in everybody and everybody's essence and so you you know it's true that you shouldn't have any specific needs and so um you know when when and again this is also um something that we discussed because we also went to a boot camp for our marriage and they talk about being in your core value Mm -hmm. even though i don't i don't think he understood how true that was the idea is Whenever it is that you are in some sort of cycle of, of, you know, disagreement, it's because one person or another feels devalued and they want to get validated by the other person. And so if you yourself can, you know, assure yourself of your core values that you are worthy because you don't have a want, then you can get past the reaction to your to whatever you perceive that's putting you in that in that devalued state Mm -hmm. and so if you're always acting from your own essence and your confidence then you don't necessarily have a need or want you're just responding to a person that you care about and you love and that sort of thing and so anyways um yeah i mean the point is that there is not necessarily a requirement for there to be a need and i don't in a relationship in a relationship right and you know i feel like that's something that i'm more comfortable with I'm definitely comfortable with that whether or not there is a need it's fine Mm -hmm. Um, and you know my you know my love for you is just you know because of your essence Mm -hmm. and vice versa oh wow that's that's beautiful I will what I will tell you is uh, I think um, I mean you know I have been obsessed with, you know, just um, you as a person. And I think it's because I've always recognized the essence of you. Um, And even though last year I felt like, no, I can now stand on my own. I don't think my um, connection or for the lack of a better word, obsession has been diminished. If anything, I feel like I can see you stepping into yourself And um, it draws me even closer to you because I think, you know, when we're operating um, um, at our best, Mm. we find ourselves attracted to other people who seem to be in search of that space as well, Mm. wanting to operate at their best as well. And you've talked about this before um, as the reasons why we love artists Mm. or or maybe even celebrities, you know, people who are doing the things that seem to reflect um, their essence and their passions and desires and pushing through in ways that um, ordinary people like ourselves don't. Um, So we find ourselves attracted to that because it just seems to be people living out their true purpose. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Go ahead. Let me me just say on that too, um, mm There's so much that could be talked about with this one. It's just so um, I don't even know how to begin to make it coherent and, you know, not stray from the topic. But let me see how the way that I would I'm going to say it is, you know, um, we were 
we were talking okay first let me add to what you were saying okay with respect to the essence um what i what what i what we are meaning is you know when you when you see somebody act like so for i'm just going to use you like especially when you were at um whenever you're um really comfortable with your family members whenever when you are at your height like you're funny you're just um and comfortable comfortable but also I, I found you also getting really comfortable with everybody else too with all your networking and people are just drawn to you you're smiling and you're um you know you're just attracting people in the way that you that you do because you're just so um i guess dynamic like everybody can everybody notices that everybody can see that you're acting at your most comfortable and your most you know um confident self and so I like to say, too, confidence is knowing you're the shit despite not being perfect. Despite mm-hmm. all your flaws, it's like, I'm still the shit. Like, and, I, and being comfortable with it. And so nobody can really take you down if they're pointing out the, the, this, the flaws because... We're supposed to be flawed. <laughs> not, not only are we supposed to be flawed, I'm okay with that. Right. I know I'm, all, I'm the shit with all the other things. So mm-hmm. that's... Okay, yeah, that's not me. Mm-hmm. Here's where I'm the shit. And so um, when you're acting in your confident self, that's when people are drawn. Mm-hmm. This is when you're at your true essence, when you're behaving the way that you want to. And in the book, he talks about people who have fallen into their essence and their their complete focus. Because he talks about, never mind that, but he talks about when you're at your complete focus and you're you know, selflessly devoted to whatever it is that you do, whether it's a teacher or whatever the case may be, when you have found that you're acting at your um, your best, whether it's an artist, then people will see that. And it's that that they're attracted to that a lot of people don't realize um, that that's what it is that people are attracted to. They think it's one thing or another, or like we were just um, listening to this one guy say, you know, um, girls are attracted to assholes. And then he realized, well, that's, probably inarticulate they're probably just attracted to people who are confident and you know the other guy who's sitting there begging to be with the girl is doing all these nice things whereas the other guy is just being confident and so that's what they're attracted to but Mm -hmm. like people don't realize all these things that it's your essence that people are attracted to not you know all these other things that you're you think they're attracted to when you know yeah when you when you start getting the attention when you start getting the attention yeah so yeah, so that's great. Um, so I'm gonna bring us back to the topic, which is um, can you evolve and become someone completely, not completely different? Because I feel like we're always different aspects of ourselves. Um, sometimes, you know, part of our essence is muted in in favor of some other parts, but for the most part, you know, we remain the same. Mm-hmm. Potentially, I, I don't know. I'll have to explore that further, but. The point is, though, can your persona, which is what people will see of you, how people will describe you, your characteristics, your personalities, can all of that um, change even as an older person to become someone seemingly different? Okay, so I would say the answer to that is no. Hmm. And here's the reason. Mm -hmm. Because your true self was probably peeking through and some people noticed it. Mm -hmm. It's just other people didn't. Like, 
whatever um, whatever mask that you were wearing, whatever you were pretending to be, maybe allow a whole bunch of people who didn't realize who you truly were are going to be surprised by it. They're going to be like, oh my God, I didn't know you did that. But there are a few people who are like, I know that you do this. Like whenever you're comfortable, they'll be like, yeah, now I see you acting in your true self. Mm-hmm. It's there. Every once in a while you're showing it, but because you fear the judgment, you are not always presenting who you truly are mm-hmm. to everybody. And so I, I don't think it's necessarily the case that you become different. You just become you. Hmm. You you become your essence. You become, um, and that I think is 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 um, definitely something that could happen at any point in your life. And um, you know, um, you settle into yourself. Yeah, you settle into yourself. You get more confident. In fact, it probably is more likely that it happens when you're older because you know you start to uh, you start to be more confident. But it's also possible that because of your experiences that you are you know you you harden and you you harden into the space that you are you you've been pretending to be and you get even it's even harder for you to to break out of it but um see that's what i see i see more of that of people hardening or doubling down because number one you've invested all of this time energy money effort ego into presenting yourself in this way and maybe even convincing yourself that this is the only way. Um, So to have to back off of that is a very scary thing, not knowing what's on the other side. Um, An example of that is even with myself going through this transformative journey all of last year. I remember this year I said my word was going to be instinct. Like I'm going to allow my instincts to lead me. This year or last year? This year. Obey. Oh, my, my bad. It's obey. Yes. yes. <laughs> but I, but it that's, it's at the heart of it. It's, it's obey yes. my instinct. Um, but yes, the, the action there is to obey. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the, the reason was because I felt like I had conditioned myself. I, I had come to a full awareness of the conditioning that I had done to myself, <laughs> which was, you know, I am fully bought into a certain way of living and I'm bought into a certain way of presenting myself, of what success is and all of that. And I realized through the work I did on myself last year that, you know, that's the path that I um, took to dissatisfaction and, you know, being unhappy and everything. But I didn't know what the other path, you know, saying no to that, I didn't know what yes looked like, Mm. right? It wasn't just doing the opposite. It wasn't just, well, I'm not going to be ambitious. I'm not going to be working in corporate America. I'm not going to be striving for success. No, I still wanted to be successful, but I wanted that with happiness. I wanted that with confidence. I wanted that with contentment. So not being, not walking around agitated. Um, So I knew what I didn't want, but I didn't know the path to what I wanted. Um, and I didn't trust my conditioned self because it had been conditioned all of my life to make the right decisions for how to get back to that 
space of contentment, happiness, peace, and all of that. And also finding my essence. I didn't know my way there, um, but I trusted, or at least I trust that it's in me somehow. I just need to learn how to better hone into my instinct and let that lead me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I say that to say that, and that was very scary because there was so much commitment and effort and money, you know, paid towards this specific way of life of being. And in listening to my instinct, I would need to expose myself, do things that seemed irrational, do things that seemed to be completely out of step mm. with who people perceived me to be, and sometimes do things that may come, come across as um, irresponsible, irrational. I mean, I've had people pull me aside and say, okay, Bola, what's going on? <laughs> you know, you seem to be, you know, going through some things. And I'll laugh. Oh, yeah. I mean, we could talk about that <laughs> later. But um, yeah, I've had, mo- but but luckily, I think just naturally, I've, for the most part, been, I've always been somewhat self-assured. Mm-hmm. Once I make a decision, when once it's I know something, true. it's very difficult to convince me otherwise. Mm-hmm. So I'm not easily shaken in that regard. But I think a lot of people could be, especially mm-hmm. when you get your validation from outside, other people, from you know others telling you you're on the right path. If you're not as connected to yourself and why you're making the decisions you're making, mm-hmm. you could be shaken. So, anyways, I say all that to say that um, you know a lot of times people become hardened and decide not to um, explore their essence or do other. Um, in spite of being unhappy because it's way too difficult to even know how to get there. And then the potential backlash um, could be um, overwhelming. Yes. Okay. So I'm going to comment on the things that I think make this type of journey very difficult. So one is your responsibilities, especially if you have um, Children. children. I mean, obviously, if it's just you, you just got to figure out how to eat the next day. But if you have children, like you're looking at them and the truth is they're going to survive, you know, for the most part, whatever it happens, they're going to be all right. But in your mind, it's like, especially if you grew up, I'd say in, um, and I don't know if it's true of everybody who, no matter how they grew up, maybe, um, you know, if you were wealthy, you're like, Hey, I just, what I've grown up with, I can't go backwards. But for me, it's more like, okay, I, I've always wanted to have these things when I was growing up. This is what I wasn't. You mean the material, the material things. Right. And so I don't want to not provide that for my children. It's a sign Mm -hmm. of me, you know, having, you know, been able to make it or a sign of me saying, hey, you don't have to be that kid that I was. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's one. And then two is and I would say maybe that one is probably the least, even though it's tough as hell but the least of the tough ones Mm -hmm. the second one i would say is and i don't know which one is is bigger but i'll put this this one as second meaning it's not as big so we're going in order from least to greatest difficulty Mm -hmm. so the second one is um the difficulty in you growing yourself like because and it may not be this that way for everybody, but I know for me it was a tough one. Um, Can you elaborate the difficulty in yeah. you growing so, yourself? What does that mean? So it means um, in you changing, like it's work, mm-hmm. like you know, like w- w- changing your habits. You, yeah. So 
Yes, habits, but not even habits, because I think actually habits is are not necessarily that tough once your mindset changes. Mm-hmm. It's more mm-hmm. like your mindset. It's more like um, and 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 it's kind of like the hot yoga. Well, so there's this thing. Um, it's one of the Super Soul Sundays. I forget the woman's name, but I think the title was First Comes the Fall and Then the Rise. First, the fall and the rise. So if you guys want to check it out or something like that, look it up. And I don't know if hopefully it'll come up on, on Google. But she talks about um, going through some tough times and, ha- and you know, um, she gave a metaphor of how going through some tough times was like being in hot yoga because you're suffering through it. But you keep staying there. And, and, and after you get through that experience, it's after going through the pain of going through that experience that you actually grow, you know, that you actually become something else. And nobody wants, like, you know, there are multiple ways that people have talked about this. People will suffer through, like, a low-medium dissatisfaction rather than all of their lives for years as opposed to growing through some intense pain and then eventually not having that dissatisfaction anymore. Mm -hmm. So much fear in that, like... And, and another thing that I want to say is like one of the things that I've just heard from watching this. I don't know what movie you were watching on Netflix, but um, one of the dudes was like, um, "You find direction in decision, like mm. you know." And so, like a lot of times, people are like, "I'm looking for direction. I'm looking for direction." And they don't want to take any steps. I think that's the same thing. They don't want to ne- unnecessarily go through pain, mm-hmm. and so they're looking for what somebody to tell them which way to go. But the truth is, once you delve into it. And you are like uncomfortable, which is what I was happening with. Like when I was feeling like you were leaving and I was like going through some stuff and every day you were doing one thing or another. And I was like, oh, my God, this was it. And it's still painful. But mm-hmm. I mean, it's true. It's- I would come home elated about <laughs> the smallest things or the biggest things. And you would just look at me like, OK. <laughs> and we may even have a fight as a result of that um, yeah. a lot of times. But I was in my own world as well, not realizing, um, you know, how it was impacting you. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, and, and even like I said, even more recently when, you know, different things happened that was just revealing shit. It's because I'm in that space that you are now getting to grow. Mm-hmm. And so I would say that that's definitely a tough piece. The mindset the shift. The mindset shift that only comes through the pain. Mm-hmm. You have yes. to go through it. You yes. Ha- like you can say, I'm just going to read a book. You have to say whatever. If you're not taking actions, if you're not getting the feedback, if you're not in it and 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 not running away, mm-hmm. coming back the next day and trying again, every time you get you fall down, if you're not in it, you're not going to yeah. get to that other side. It's just not going to happen. No pain, no gain. It's the same thing yeah. if you're trying to build muscle. Yeah. You have to go through the pain. Um, and then the third piece is um, is fear of judgment. And the reason I... I oh, and put, you think that's the biggest one? I, I would put that in because... Mm. Okay. Because I, I think... I think that's, you know, fear of judgment of others is like our biggest fear. And I'd say fear probably stops you more than anything else. Hmm. Like I'd say fear of, you know, because like sometimes if you, so for example, I say you have to go through the pain, right? Like part of the reason you won't go and take that step is because of fear. Mm-hmm. I What will happen? I don't know what will happen. What if I fail? These people are going to say this about me. You know? Like, But once you now let go of that fear, I don't care what these people think. Then you put yourself in the, in the hot yoga. You mm-hmm. put yourself through the pain. And now 
while you bubbling in that pain and you don't go away, it's only because you were able to overcome that fear first and foremost to mm-hmm. get to that pain. Mm-hmm. And so um, that's what I would say. So can you do a recap of the three? So the first is? First is responsibilities, especially okay. if you have children. So um, how? So overcoming how you handle the um, being responsible to other individuals outside of yourself and right. how your decisions may inadvert- inadvertently impact them yeah. or inadversely or adversely impact them, yeah. impact them mm-hmm. um, is something that you have to wrestle with because yes. you don't know what's on the other side you don't know what's when you other. start to change. Right. And then the second one is is um, the mindset shift. Mindset shift that or willingness to go through the pain to, um, to grow. Gotcha. Okay. To, to have a mindset shift. Yeah. The willingness to go through the pain to have the mindset shift. Okay. So that's the second one. And then the third one. Fear of judgment of others. Um, fear. Uh, and, I, and I say most people, yeah, I think most, most, most fear, that's not obviously some kind of uh, phobia type of, you know, like unreasonable um, fear I think is just a fear of, of judgment of others most mm-hmm. people are fearing what how people are going to perceive them right right interesting so so I think this is then a good point for us to talk about how do you overcome those three sort of constraints or roadblocks to the other side if we are to assume that the other side you'll find freedom, contentment, happiness. So it's necessarily worth going through these roadblocks and figuring out how to overcome them so that you can access that space that we all want, right? The first piece is... Wait, before we, before you even answer that, is does there have to be an acknowledgement that your current way of life, of mm. living, mm. Um, will not lead you... Mm to the success quote unquote not in the traditional sense but you know for all the what that word represents Mm -hmm. um does that does there have to be an acknowledgement of that first that's a great question and uh because some people will say why am i giving up early you know and we've been so conditioned to not quit and you know continue down this path you're so close to um getting your next big break you know all sorts of randomness um so that's a great question because, you know, I haven't been in the position of somebody who is um, has attained the level of material or worldly success that um, I even had as an aspirational goal for myself. So I don't know whether or not I would have the same thing. But my guess is that you do you you, you do have to. And my guess, and the reason have why, to what to have to realize that you're not satisfied with your current state of being, your current life, mm-hmm. and and your you know, I say and the path you're being, on, mm-hmm. the path you're on. Because and the reason I say this is, I mean, it's obvious that there are people who are who have attained the material success, I and mean, we talked about this during our year in review, who are so depressed that they commit suicide. You know, they seem to have fame and, and, and fortune and they still commit suicide. But, you know, there are people who are have reached a level of success in their careers or whatever. And they're like, this is just not for me. Like, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not happy. This is not who I truly am. And they then give all of that up. You know what I mean? I mean, you could say, you know, that you were not necessarily 
happy. And so I think you could be at any stage in your life and be like, this is just not working out. I got to find something else. And then there are those who, you know, inadvertently, and I say inadvertently because maybe they weren't they weren't thinking about it in terms of like, you know, being conscious, but they found themselves um, in the field where they are using their essence. Mm. And so those people also become successful. And because they are in their essence anyways, they don't have to shift, mm-hmm. you know, and those are the types of people who, you know, don't necessarily have to do that. But, you know, and then there are those people who are successful and are still shifting, but they're doing it in a way that they can. I mean, they're successful. And so they're still like, for example, all the celebrities that I think are that are. Um, you know, putting out positivity out there. I feel like Oprah, for example, who is really successful. I mean, she probably was in her essence, but she could have been one of those people who prob- who may not have been um, necessarily, but have found a different way in uh, you know to now express their um, their uh, happiness. But it has nothing to do with whether or not she has money. They're just happy. She's operating. She's operating at her true essence. Mm-hmm. And that, that means you can be rich or poor. Happiness is in your mind. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And so when you are that, when you have that level of happiness, it doesn't matter who else has whatever else. Mm-hmm. You know? And so I think you do have to be at that level where you're like, I need to go searching. Because if you're not searching... You're not going to find it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not something that in, that you're going to find. And so, which leads me to what you have to do. Um, first, you have to be searching. Yeah. But let me just quickly talk about that. Um, the idea of understanding when you need to jump shit to something else, mm. I think, was made clear to me or can be distilled into the concept of if you find yourself working too hard, mm. like trying too hard to push through in one way or the other, that's probably not the path for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, um, makes that makes sense. Yeah, because think life is just, a, it, it, it unfolds naturally. Mm-hmm. It unfolds, I mean, yes, there are... There's always going to be heartache or, you know, pain from our perception because there's certain things that we want. But life is effortless. When like when a flower grows out of the ground, it hasn't fought its way out. Mm-hmm. It just naturally unfolds and blooms, you know, trees and birds. And, you know, when f- birds take to flight, it's a natural thing. So I think that was something that I had to realize for myself. So for those who are looking for clues as to whether or not they feel like they're giving up versus this does not seem to be the right path for you. Mm-hmm. I think it's really assessing, am I trying to really move a mountain or am I trying to create a path where really the one does not exist for me mm-hmm. and I need to find something that's a more natural fit mm-hmm. for who I am in my essence because that's when you can naturally come into yourself. Right. And so let me um, add to that too because I think uh, two things too that you can do while you're trying to figure this out because I think a distinction needs to be made between those who are saying, who are thinking to themselves, well, what, what if I'm being lazy? Mm-hmm. You know, or, you know, like, what do you mean by it should all just work out? Like, um, or it should just be easy or I'm pushing hard. Isn't that just being lazy? And, you know, you can't do anything without having, without putting in the, the work. Um, 
And I would say that uh, two things, like when you're trying to figure this out, because sometimes it could be difficult for people, is, um, you know, just sit with yourself a lot mm-hmm. and, and think about it. Because I think you truly know, ultimately, if you are if you are present, meaning that you are not like thinking about tens of other things that are um, going on in your mind, you're not thinking about the future, um, what's going to happen in the future, you're not thinking about all the crap that happened in the past that you're still not over um, you know, what somebody else had said, if you are truly getting to your presence and you're thinking about what you truly want, I'm pretty sure you'll, you'll, you'll know whether or not this is for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other piece is, you know, um, don't, um, there is a difference between, um, working hard and it being tough. Like mm-hmm. my, by or contorting meaning, yourself to do right what, unnatural things. Right. So <laughs> I, what, the, the word you use was um, what was the word that you use? It's like uh, okay, life should be easy. There's a difference between a life being easy and the work you're doing being easy. I guess is is to mm-hmm. put it in the words that you're using. Like mm-hmm. when you are working hard and you still feel in your essence. Yeah. You know, if you're if you're putting in that Kobe Bryant level mm-hmm. Mamba work in the gym all day long and you feel like this is what it is that you do then you know this is what it is that you're supposed to do it's not but but you're 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 in your essence you love it right and and it's also i mean i forget the name of the book we read that says the universe conspires to bring you um the the things of your dream the things that you want so when it seems as if you you wake up and everything just seems to be falling out of your way for you to be successful, not that you're not working hard, but doors seem to be opening up and connections you were looking to make seems to be falling in place. And um, people who were not, who you would never think were checking for you are now checking for you. That is a way for you to know if you're on your right path as opposed to when nothing can go right and you feel like no matter what you do, you have you 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 give 150% and you're getting 10% back. Mm-hmm. There's probably something um, that's misaligned there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I guess. Uh, so then how do you then, once you make a decision that, you know what, I don't know if this is, this is the path I should be on. Mm-hmm. I really want to explore, um, you know, finding my, finding and operating in my essence. Mm-hmm. How do you then push through the three barriers that right. you spoke about? So I think, t- a couple of things. One is you definitely want to surround yourself with the kind of um, self-help book that's going to keep you, you know, motivate or not even motivated, but that's going to probably take you step after step. You don't know which one is going to hit it for you, but, um, you know, getting, listening to other people tell you which books to read, going and reading those books and then getting other ones like it, it is very important that you keep reminding yourself because the ego and i'm gonna use ego uh you're you're a habitual person because you know once you read eckhart tolle's book you'll know precisely what i mean by the ego and what it does um to try to keep you from growing try to keep itself alive but what i'm going to say we're creatures of habit and if you are not constantly reminding yourself you will slip back in so like surrounding yourself and um you know there's another book that i'm reading now it's called uh the power of awareness that talks about how you have to basically pay attention like you have to it's hard to make yourself start to pay not pay attention to like be present not present but like 
make whatever you want to do you could probably do but it has to become like your central focus mm. it's hard to make yourself make your central focus what it should be if it's not that that yet so it's it's an exercise and part of um you know that exercise is continuously getting reminders through books um and through you know podcasts or whatever it is that you're getting very positive reminders from mm-hmm. the other one that i actually also had to um come to realize and I talked about this too is in, in making decisions but in doing because that's when you mm. get feedback mm-hmm. you know that's like that's when you receive um, messages back about you know where you should be going mm-hmm. like it, it directions and decisions because you are out there doing and then now it's like okay well it's like you know if you're walking in the dark and you don't know which direction to take you take that first direction and you feel mud then you mm-hmm. know okay well this is not the way I should go mm-hmm. so it's the feedback from actually doing that actually helps you to grow and get to a, a certain space so I know that this is a, an area that I've struggled with a lot because my whole thing is I don't want to sit here doing stuff I, like I wanted to be efficient quote unquote like I don't want to be wasting my time doing something that doesn't necessarily lead to where I want to be and you know I would just sit there not doing anything and so the, the point is, start doing. And as you start doing, not only are you going to know which next step to take, but you're also like it's having a ripple effect. Like you don't know exactly who's going to who you're going to meet, mm-hmm. what's going to um, touch what. And it's going to come back and, and around and, and hit you precisely in the area that you want to hit you in. And so I would say those are two biggest things that you do if you haven't found yourself there yet is start to educate yourself and start doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. I am such a huge proponent of doing because I think it brings the concept, which for the most part um, can be theoretical. They can be theory that people are sort of spouting off at you, Mm -hmm. but it brings it into form once you start doing. Then it becomes a reality for you. Mm -hmm. And I think form is a lot more concrete than fleeting ideas and thought you actually have to make it real for you by by doing Mm -hmm. um because then it also that's also how the chemistry of your brain and the mindset and all of that starts to change Mm -hmm. um is when you start to do at least from my experience Mm -hmm. um so because i know a lot of people read a lot of people go to a lot of Mm -hmm. um conferences self people Mm -hmm. do a lot of self-help books Mm -hmm. and you may just be wasting a lot of time and money if you're not ready to do, um, and I realized when that came through for me was the life that I want or all of these things that I want to do is really just a matter of decision. Mm-hmm. Once you decide to do, it all starts to naturally, seemingly naturally unfold for you. It all starts to make sense in a way that is not easy, easily um Disputed, mm-hmm. right? Like um, when something is an idea, it's a philosophy. If you haven't tried it for yourself, it doesn't make sense. You know, someone else can bring the next best idea to you, and you could be convinced. You could say, "Oh yeah, no, that makes sense." You know, I don't know why I thought what I thought, but um, when you when you are doing, um, then it's real for you, mm-hmm. um, and it's not you're not easily shaken um, when someone else has a different 
um, idea or starts to judge you mm -hmm. for why you're doing this, which can also help you overcome the other two barriers yeah. that you mentioned. No, so. Knowing is half the battle. Doing. Doing is the other half. And, yeah. and it's important to understand, um, you know, because... You know, because you, again, your ego will tell you you will have clever reasons not to do. Like you will have nice little justifications, and people like. The truth is, you can always. There's always an opposite side of the argument, like that you can make for your own head as to why it is that you don't need to go and do this. You need to watch for those arguments in your head, like because I know, um, like you said, there's a whole bunch of people who are, you know going through these conferences and listening to all this stuff and it's not um, nothing is happening but I, f I feel like once you are because this is like I said something that you know recently happened to me that um, like solidified it for me where I was um, in, a, in essence like um, allowing my ego to make arguments about why it is that I should be petty Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, and uh, <laughs> Patty you know. Patty at play. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but you know, because in, in my mind, and I know it's different for everybody. Like maybe it's fear, or whatever the case may be. In my mind, I was like, no, this is the reason why I got to do it because mm -hmm. you know I'm not going to be treated in a certain way. They're gonna think of me as weak, and I was like, my feeling, and this goes back to what your essence is. My my feeling was what was creating respect was precisely my unwillingness to accept being treated in a certain way and I you know I was that that argument was tough to mm -hmm. to fight off and you know you were the one you know counseling me and out and and telling me and I realized this was true no I mean what the respect is when you're in your essence yeah you know like when you think the, and that, in fact, and this is something that I'm recognizing now. In fact, the reason why people are still stick around when you're acting like an asshole and you're being petty is because of the respect for when you're in your essence. Mm -hmm. And it's not the other way around. Like, if you are always acting in your essence, you're not necessarily being weak because in your essence, like, people can tell that you're not offended by whatever is happening. Like, when I've, whenever I've been my true confident self and you say something that's um i don't really give three shits about you know you'll notice that i'm not offended at all and my response is what it is that's because i'm still in my essence and so that's exactly what my ego was telling me something completely different it was not only was it tough to me to be convinced of that but even when i was convinced of that taking the action mm -hmm. of not being petty and whenever i started to say okay i'm going to actually do the non-petty thing, you know, and, and be gracious. Like, immediately my mind, like, Your the ego. ego came back. And I was like, what the, what? No, you got to go. <laughs> That's exactly what you know you're saying. No. You like, acted weak. Exactly. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it was, it was like, but in the minute I actually did, like, actually, after I actually did the um, non-petty thing, like, the gracious thing, immediately, like, it became so much easier for me to Do it, repeat that right, action next again. Time. Right. So right. like it really was a powerful thing. Like I knew it in my head, but it was actually taking the action of doing it. Like it was a defeat mm -hmm. of the ego. It's like, wow, this yeah. dude really this dude really can do this. And yeah. So like it became much easier. I promise you, you know, when I realized that I was the hater 
I was hating <laughs> on my own self. <laughs> That's when I said, you know what, Bolly, you gotta stop hating on yourself. Because a lot of us are too busy thinking, well, you say, ain't nobody hating on you more than your ego mm. is hating on you. Mm. If people fought their egos as much as they are so busy looking for the haters out there, mm. we would all be operating in our essences, <laughs> you know, but. It's such a, like, it's a tricky thing. You know, your mind is telling you, nah, you really need to focus elsewhere. And in the meantime, you distracted and keeping yourself imprisoned mm-hmm. and, and, and away from the peace that you're actually seeking, mm-hmm. you know? So it's an amazing thing. I think if I can urge everyone, if there's something that people can just take blindly, mm-hmm. um, it would be to understand that your ego is the biggest hater. Mm -hmm. If you focus more on that, on taking that down, your life would be immeasurably better Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in so many ways. But, you know, like you said, that's something that one has to decide to test and try out and engage in because it's a very difficult battle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, All right. So what's the, um, what are the other ones? Uh, I think I did. Oh, did we do all three of them? So judgment. Oh yeah, no, no, you didn't do wait, wait, no. I think we had already got past that. You said, "How do you make sure that you do those hard things?" Right? Oh, okay. I yeah. Think, I mean, so all of it is wrapped up in one for you. For two, like you got to know. make a decision. You got to know and you got to do. Gotcha. Know and like, do. Know is about in repeatedly. Knowing is about going out there, reading the books. Uh-huh. You know, uh-huh. making sure you're continuously getting that reminder. Mm-hmm. And then the second part is you got to do. You got to do. Knowing it. is half the battle. Doing is the other half. Like you got to do, even if it doesn't seem like that's the thing that you do. It's going to give you some feedback. It's going to have some, some, um, um, you know, ripple. Um, effect action there that's going to hit you in, in ways that you didn't expect. Yeah. No, I love that. Um, yeah. No, I mean, that's great. That's actually a huge, like a good mantra to live by. Make sure you continue to know because um, no one is at the battle and then you got to do. It's not enough to know in theory. You mm-hmm. definitely have got to put it into action. Mm-hmm. So I like that. I actually think, and I know the conclusion is that for you, you think there, you're always getting glimpses of your essence, mm-hmm. so you, you're not necessarily doing an about face or changing yourself or teaching yourself new tricks necessarily. You're just stepping more into who you are, mm-hmm. um, which is interesting and possibly true. I'll have to think more about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think more on a superficial level, though. I think you probably can teach yourself new tricks, quote unquote. And that's what I was trying to drive at. Well, so new I think, tricks is not what you ask. Can you be completely different? Yeah, yeah. Can you be different? Well, I mean, I think that's essentially what that means. Can you be a different person? I think you can I think learn new tricks, but ultimately you're learning it towards becoming who you truly are. More of your, who you truly are. Yeah. I guess I'm just saying, I feel like I am a lot different than I was, but maybe not. Maybe I'm just much more comfortable revealing parts of myself that I had kept um, even hidden from myself. Mm. So now I'm more willing to embrace it. And it's easier for me to kind of um, um, display it. So I embrace and then display. What did you think that you perhaps were not aware of? About myself? Yeah, about yourself, yeah. uh, there's a lot. I feel like, yeah, so we've got we've got to wrap this up because, you know, we're well <laughs> over no. an hour. Not um, well over. Wait. 
We were just about over. You know, we could probably do an episode on that in terms of what I've learned about myself. Mm -hmm. But I've never thought, because you mentioned earlier that my pace seems to be so fast. Mm. Um, But I've never thought that I could be moving at such a fast pace. It doesn't feel fast to me. Mm. So that's interesting. Um, But I'm also not anxiety ridden Mm. I've just always welcomed and I was ready to live for the rest of my life with the notion of um, angst you know kind of just like you mentioned this slight undertone of discomfort Mm -hmm. that um, most people sort of just live through life with Mm -hmm. whereas now I I can't even tolerate that Mm. I think I'm a completely different person in that regard like I insist on Mm. peace and all things beautiful whereas I felt like growing up Mm. I think there was so much chaos maybe even in my mind Mm. um I just I I was people used to tell me I remember my college roommate Melissa would say you just seem to really revel in chaos Mm. (laughs) and you know like you seem to be drawn to chaos everywhere you go um was that different (laughs) than than now yeah I don't think I'm living a chaotic life but that's interesting I mean we can maybe mentally you're you don't feel this chaos whereas before you felt like it was you were in mental chaos I felt like I definitely was in mental there there was a lot of chaos around me but I also felt like it physically manifested in my day-to-day living Mm -hmm. like my my living spaces were a mess Mm -hmm. I felt like my relationship like our relationship was chaotic Mm -hmm. um you know what I'm trying to do career-wise when I wasn't fully happy was chaotic I just felt like I was in a state of chaos and I felt like I was ready to accept that because that was my understanding of what it meant to be a go-getter mm. um, and now I feel like that's sort of different mm-hmm. now uh, and maybe that's not me being completely different um, but I, 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 I feel like I'm in a new space and I've, I'm, I've become people that I will look at um, in my past life and I've become, you know, I guess it is people, and sort of envy for their ability to be calm mm. and seem to um, yeah. have a sense of that's control. Why, that's why I Do you know think, what I mean? Yeah. I didn't what? feel like I had a sense of control. I was very weak-minded and easily shaken and um, and not as assured of myself as I yeah, am Yeah, and that's now. why I think it's a mental thing for you as opposed to whether or not you're in case. Like, I think mentally you're not in chaos anymore. Mentally, you're probably focused on the things that, that make you happy. Um, and uh, which is mentally, that means you're not in the mental chaos anymore. But I think you probably do revel. And um, what is what did she say? The chaos. Two, yeah, or revel in chaos. Like, I think what some would consider chaos. Um, you know, what's the name of that chick? Marie Fiorella Marie or something Kondo? like that. No, no. I don't know. Who, who are you talking Marie about? Fiorella or something of that nature. She has a show, but she was on, um, what's that dude's name? Impact Theory? Um, okay. Yeah, no, I don't know. I thought you were talking about Marie Kondo. The, <laughs> the 
organized queen. No. Um, <laughs> Marie, I think her last name is Fiorella. She was on this show called Impact Theory where, and I told you about her, where she was like, she struggled uh, for a long time because people were telling her that she needed to focus like the way to make success is you need to focus your efforts on one thing and then become an expert at it and like she just that just wasn't working for her right and she decided i'm just going to you know do what i do which is like i'm going to jump into multiple things at once and some people live like that i'm not a person who could do that i think you are and so it's not necessarily chaos right but a lot of people might take a look at it and think of it as chaos but i think the difference between um, perhaps what you're doing right now and what was being done before is that you were doing the things that were prescribed and so they weren't making you happy and now you're at a point where you're happy and now your mind is not cluttered with mental chaos and, and you're happier that, about that. That's I, true. I, I want to say what, like just real quickly though that you know I, I, I'm still struggling with some levels of um, anxiety over the future and so I just wanted to say that because I, you know, although um, I am going through some transformation, I just want to let everybody know if you're ever in that position, it doesn't mean that it's, you know, a switch and then, you know, you are automatically where you need to be or want to be. Although I do feel like um, that switch did happen when I did do and now I can um, you know, and it feels like I entered into a new person. Like you said, I'm calm. I think what it has done is not necessarily taken away my need to constantly make that decision. It's just made it much easier. Mm-hmm. The first time that I was able to do it and realize, oh, I can not act upon what my ego is insisting I do. It made it a lot easier for me to repeat that step. And I think although I do have a level of anxiety, it's much less. I am much more able to let it go like you know not to dwell on things live in the present i'm much more able to do that than i have been um in the past and that's why i come off as much calmer much more calm but um it's still uh, a, a a slight and this is part of why you need to get reminders too it's still there right and so every time i get that reminder i'm able to push it back um and, and refocus my efforts on you know my next step on the now what i'm focusing on now and I would say that's to be expected, right? I mean, you've spent, we've spent all of our lives being conditioned to be a certain way. Mm-hmm. Um, so to now um, unlearn and start opting for a different way of looking at the world is going to be a process um, for how to get there. So, so I, I think last year, it took me all of last year to feel comfortable with um, embracing a new way of thinking. But even after those 12 months, it took some time for me to then realize that I needed to start um, exercising my obedience and instincts muscle more because I wanted to get that up so I could um, tune more into that and um, you know focus less on what I should be doing or what's coming in from the outside. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a process. And who knows what next year is going to bring about, right? Um, we're constantly evolving. Um, but that's what makes it interesting and fascinating. We're going to have to live this life anyway, so why not live it as um, awakened or as, um, you know, contently as possible? So, yeah. Yep. All right, so there we go. Um, well, that was um, a good topic. Um, I enjoyed it's it. It's always so, good, Bola. Thank you. 
for coming on. And um, until next time, everyone, please remember to embrace your life and live, live your life like it's a fucking vacation. Like it's a fucking vacation. What does that mean to you? Should we um, explore that at some point? Because I feel like now, I think you're the that one who came now up seems with this. out you of step. You need to tell us what needs. No, I don't that think now so. Seems it just out of needs step to probably be explained. Um, explain more. Probably. Because, like, why are we on vacation? You talking about right. all being awakened? You talking about, so you know. You, I think you um, need to explain what you were feeling on vacation so they can understand exactly why that applies. Because so you came up with this vacation. I did come up with it. I think. Um, um, a lot of us go through life, especially Americans, just so eagerly awaiting the time that they get to take a one-week vacation. <laughs> so all year long, you're just looking forward to You're killing yourself, basically. Um, overworking yourself, not feeding your soul, stressing out just for those five days or however many days that you can have on vacation. And the minute you're on vacation, you even talked about how the author mentioned this in the book. You're in a different mindset, in a, in a mind space. You are open to what vacation, you're more present, you're open to what you what will come your way less judgmental you know you're fascinated by people other cultures you're not um you're, you're more open to trying new food um and new experiences so that just makes life much more enjoyable um so that's the point the point is you can have that same feeling you can tap into that same energy um every day understanding that this too much like vacation will end this life will, I mean, we, we are all on a time limit. Mm -hmm. We're all going to expire at some point. Um, so why not live blissfully? Why not look at the world with rose-colored glasses? Why not be open to understanding different perspectives, different ideas, different concepts? Um, just being open and, and more importantly, um, present yeah. in your life and not delaying um, you know, your life or your enjoyment, your peace your contentment to some other time, yeah. right? Just do it now. It's today. Some days today. Yeah. So I think it makes sense, right? Yeah, definitely makes sense. <laughs> Very good. Be happy now. Don't wait. Yes. All right. Thanks, everyone. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.